Agents Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Okay, Lab Code Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast. And uh, today we're going to go uh, deep with uh, somebody who comes to us from north of the border. We love our Canadian friends, mm-hmm. especially in the real estate world. We've got a lot of them. And today we're bringing on Lindsay Phillips, who is a founder and owner of a business called the Smooth Sailing Business Growth and Real Estate Investors Marketing. She is a content marketing expert and can help you and will help you to convert customers, help you understand how to build a brand on social media, maybe even start a podcast and where to start. Uh, so I'm not sure, Lindsay, where this conversation is going to go today, it's but I, I love these topics. So welcome to the show and uh, excited Thank to have you, you here. Well, so tell us, so tell us absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, obviously, I just told them you come from north of the border. So tell us where exactly you are and kind of how you came up in this business and what led you to where you are today. For sure. So yeah, I'm in just uh, near Toronto, Ontario, in Canada, and but all of my clients are American, pretty much, and even my team are American, Philippines, Canadian. We're uh, we're international, <laughs> I guess you could say. And then, so I started off in the VA space, um, you know, and learning more about online marketing as I went along and then just loved content marketing. I loved how it was creative and you can really tap into the mindset of your prospect and, and just all the different strategies and tactics involved. And it's just, it's so creative, right? And so was doing really well with our clients, getting great success, you know, growing their e-list, getting more people on webinars and rolling in programs. So I just, and I hated some of the VA stuff. So I ditched it, rebranded and niched down and had a flood of leads and never turned back. And then I started to attract a bunch of clients that were real estate investors and just really struggled with marketing, right? I mean, that's like, I couldn't even imagine stepping into the real estate investing space. (laughs) There's so much to know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so help them, you know, grow their authority. And because, you know, that field or that industry is expanding so much over the past number of years that you really need to do things a little bit differently to differentiate yourself, stand out as an authority. And a lot of people have like raised up and are becoming like coaches to coach other people on how to be real estate investors. And so, yeah, I kind of created that little sub niche in my business to help real estate investors market their business. And I love it. That's awesome. So what so when you say the VA business, I'm going to digress for a second. You're talking about virtual assistants, correct? So, like so, admin type, yeah, sure. So online marketing were, and admin type. You stuff. were like a middleman to to to. Are you kind of subbing that out? How, what did you have? You have a business? How did that work? Yeah, so it was just me for the longest time, and then um, you know, burning the candles at both ends, and 
you know, you're training dollars for hours, right? Or hours for dollars. And so brought some team members on and a project managed it. And um, yeah, I just didn't like the admin type tasks. And we were starting to do more work involved with content marketing. And so I have account managers, I have, you know, web staff, graphic staff, podcast editors, video editors, um, you name it. So we're a team now of, I think there's 14 of us. Wow. Awesome. And so what was the segue that caused the move from, you know, admin VA type work over into content marketing? Cause I don't, I don't see how that, like, how, how did that blend? How did that happen? Yeah, that's a good question. So some of the VA work was like, you know, working on like setting up their emails to send out in the back of like Infusionsoft, let's say, or like it was just admin tasks with quotes and and onboarding clients. And I can't even remember, it's been so long ago, emails, appointments, but we were kind of working on like social media posts and some like forward facing marketing type pieces. And we started doing more and more of that. And the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. And so learned more about content marketing, obviously, and uh, the power and the strategies behind it. And so sort sort of leaning into that a little bit more. And I just hated like the general admin type tasks, um, sales. I didn't want to touch sales type stuff anymore. So just started saying no to those kinds of clients. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just changed my messaging because I even had people that were sort of confused about what I did and didn't do. Um, messaging is key, by the way, for, for all entrepreneurs involved. Because yeah, if anyone's confused about what you're doing, then they're not going to hire you. Yeah, hundred percent. And okay, so you so you went down this path uh, into content marketing, more specific to real estate investors. And so, and I think it's safe to say that when it comes to you know increasing your presence and your reach and creating an authority status, a lot of sales professionals in general struggle with this. And we talk about mm-hmm. this all the time in our circles. But this is a constant topic. It's a it's a it's a very passionate topic of mine. Uh, because I love social media and I love doing this, but getting people out of that comfort zone is extremely oh, yeah. difficult. And even more difficult, I feel like realtors are the easiest, uh, the easiest industry that is accepting of you know next level strategies, right? And so then you talk to a financial advisor about it, or a real estate investor, or gosh, you name it, insurance, whatever. Like they're always behind and they're just not adopting. They're still living in the stone age. But I still think a large percentage of real estate agents are of that same mindset. They can't get out of their own way. They struggle to, to overcome this, whatever fear it is. Uh, and so you're talking to kind of even the next level down, which is real estate investors, not even realtors. So how did you help these people overcome this, whatever, this block, this wall that was holding yeah. them back? And start doing the things they that you had you coached them to do, and then tell us about what you would have them do secondarily. Yeah, so I, and that's part of the thing, right? Is kind of switching gears on your mindset, and that's honestly Jeff why I do a lot of these podcasts because I just want people to a I want people to succeed, and it doesn't have to be crazy difficult. And outsourcing a lot of it makes allows you to focus your time on what's needed to like get your deals done and all that kind of stuff and leave the other stuff to the experts that know what they're doing. It just, it even makes financial sense. And then, so it's shifting your head to like, oh, content marketing is just social media, right? 
And then social media is annoying. It's a nice to have. It's not a need to have. And that's so they don't they don't make it a priority. And so it always, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it or, or it's not really important. But if you think about your business goals and also how competitive the market is right now, and especially with real estate investors, like it's just growing. And even if you think of like notes investing right now and, and all the opportunities that have been on the market in the past year, like more and more people are getting into it, right? So it's just naturally competitive. So you, and being online just even acerbates that even more. So you do have to make these steps to create more relationships so people don't just like scroll you by, you know what I mean? You're just part of the noise. Mm-hmm. You need to stand out as really serving people, helping people, being that um, the source of credibility and authority in the space so that people trust you. And all those things can be accomplished with social media and content marketing in general. Um, and it, I always share the story because it's so true is like, you know, if you're looking for an accountant, an investor, a real estate agent, whatever, you always go to their website. And if their website sucks and it doesn't explain what they do, if it's all sales oriented, you're like, meh. And then if you go to their Facebook page and they haven't posted in like three weeks or, and it doesn't even look like their website, you're like, are they even professional? Are they going to be around if I have a problem or an issue? Like, are they reputable? And so those first impressions are absolutely crucial. People search on Facebook. They look on your website. They might even look on YouTube. It's all those top searches to figure out, you know, are they worth my time? Aren't they? And then when it comes to content marketing, it's like, you know, people, and we do this all the time, right? If you hear that someone's a speaker on stage, or if you hear that someone has a book or a podcast show, automatically you're like, damn, like they must be somebody, right? They know their stuff. I can rely on them. They're an expert. You automatically think those things. Mm -hmm. So it automatically up levels you. And that makes it easier to attract your client. It makes it easier to convert them and keep them and hire your rates, whatever, you know, it is that you're selling or doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with social media, it's like, it's not just a fun, you know, tool to use and, you know, network with people. I hate that word networking. It's honestly having conversations and building relationships and it is sales. So if you think, oh, like if you say, oh, how much do you work on your sales, you know, per week, you think, oh, sales is important, right? I need to spend so many hours, you know, working it, whatever, hustling, Well, you need to spend a good chunk of that time on social because you need to be top of mind. You need to not just approach someone and be like, hey, I've got a house for you, you know, come buy it or whatever it may be. You need to like build that relationship and that level of trust and actually show the people that you give a crap about them and what they're doing and what their issues are. So there's a lot to unpack with what you just said. Yeah, sorry, that was a lot. (laughs) That's okay, that's okay. I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna rewind and and we're gonna, so we're gonna go away from social for a minute for a a couple of reasons. But the first, and part of this goes back to social. And you mentioned in the very beginning, you were talking about, you know, focusing on what you're good at and focusing on that activity and maybe subbing this sort of a thing out. But 
you know, it depends who you talk to, but what we've found is that anybody who treats social media like, oh, I know it's important and I know I need to be there, but I don't want to do it. And so what we found is there's 10 billion services that will create content for you. But you're probably going to find you're going to get little or zero results. It's purely fluff content, right? It's, it's clearly not you. And if you're not dialed in, you're not going to be checking notifications and engaging no. with your audience and doing that sort of thing. So I think there's a fine line of saying, hiring someone to handle this yes. for you. So I'd like you to go back to that and talk about- Totally, and that's a great advise. point. Yeah, what's, what, me, do you, what do you advise? Yeah, because I get that all the time. Can't you just like monitor it and like respond to stuff and do all the posts? I'm like- Or, or I'm going to hire my teenager to do it. I hear this all the oh, time. Oh my God, are you serious? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That would kill me. And it's like, yes, we want to support you and it needs to be layered. So you need consistent content that's branded. And so that's the part that we do, right? Like the blogs, the, the quotes, the tips, the videos and podcast episodes and so forth. You need to have that consistent content and have it, you know, be branded. And so that you're top of mind and you look professional, you know, all that good stuff. But on the flip side, you also need those spontaneous posts where you're sharing what's going on behind the scenes. And I don't do it as much as I should either. So it's not like, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're all there. But it's like you need to share what you're doing in a day that, you know, your ups, your downs, your what you're sharing with a client, what you're sharing with project manager or property manager wins that you've had. Uh, So it shows that you're active and you're doing things. Um, and respond to people's questions. You need to go find new people to follow and like and comment, DM people, have conversations. It's all part of that relationship building and sales, you know, efforts. I know everyone hates that S word, but it you need it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So how is it though? So can you get a little bit more granular on, so we're talking to the agent, and, and just mind you, most of our audience knows me and they know uh, where you say it's a struggle to share every day or even I do. I don't struggle with that. In fact, I probably share too much every day because I That's actually awesome. I enjoy this piece of it. Right. And I've seen the fruits of my labor. And, yes, and, absolutely. But it's a long game. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing that I think a lot of people have a problem with is that either one, one they're they, they don't have the patience. They want a quick return, which doesn't really exist anywhere Two, They are, they feel weird or private, right? One of the two, like, I, I I don't, I mean, should I really be sharing that? Right. Should I really be sharing whatever? Cause I always tell people, I'm like, you want a good you want a good example of what to do? Go find people that you find yourself gravitating to their content. Yes, the algorithm absolutely. will tell you, right? Because that's who you're spending time on. So I tell them, go stalk me because you'll see exactly what I'm sharing, whether it's my two-year-old daughter, whether it's meetings that I'm doing, whether it's a meal that I'm eating, whether it's travels, whatever it is, I'm sharing it. Like I document everything. Mm-hmm. But I said, don't just learn from one person. You need about five or so and then emulate and take little bits and pieces from each person and pack it together and figure out how to and make it your own, yeah, make it your own cadence. Right. So when, when you're advising these real estate advisors, for example, and when we're talking about this specific topic, which is sharing your life, for example, how do you get them to actually do it? 
That's the hard part. So I do have a couple of clients where I'm like, okay, I know you're busy, but I also know that you're, you know, you have a masterclass or you're doing this, or you're, you're talking to people every day about whatever your deals are and projects and funds. And um, I'm like, just text me in a day. And like, this happened. I can take that and spin it and like make two sentences be like a story and make it like shine. Um, so I do have them do that from time to time, but I'm like, honest to God, they just need to like book it in their calendar. Like every day from 1030 to 11, I'm going into social and doing this. You don't put it in your calendar. It's not going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Like you, I even have clients where it's like proofing them for like material is like, give me my freaking stuff back. And then they're like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. And so I'm like, okay, on Mondays from this time to this time, sometimes we have a meeting and sometimes we don't schedule that time. And that's when you're going to prove my stuff. And then, so they have like, it's always been better and they're on, like it's in their calendar. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. It, it, it's, I agree with you. I think scheduling it is important. It's no different than prospecting. That's what I tell people. It's like, absolutely. It is prospecting. It is. And, and that's what people don't realize. But the pro, the only the only piece I feel like sometimes gets left out is okay. I put it on my calendar. Now that time came. What the hell do I do? Yeah, and yeah. So to me, the answer is this. That's where you should be documenting as you're going along. So start shifting your mindset. Start documenting what's happening in your life. Pictures, videos, blah, blah, blah right? Just get it in your camera. Then yes. wait till you have the scheduled time, go back to the well, the camera, and yeah. take some of those pieces, post them out, maybe schedule them to spread them out, and bam, there you go. So I, I love it. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a good yeah. It, and I have objection. like one of my clients, he's uh, a pilot and an investor on the side. And I'm like, like how how much time do you spend in an airport before you fly? Right? Like yes two minutes, like, and especially if you're in your pilot suit and stuff, I'm like, how freaking cool is that? And then just have like your phone and do like a two minute video. Like you've got that. And it's just like, oh yeah, I could do that. Like you just yeah. don't think of it. Yeah. And then, so if you're more aware of what you're doing in a day, like today I worked on a webinar and like I had a little hiccup and like how I solved it. I could easily do a video today about that. It's like things that you take for granted that you're like, oh, it's just my everyday stuff. It's like, it's, it's not everyday stuff for a newbie. It's like, Ooh, that's a good idea. Or like an app that you use to help you or like whatever it may be. You just, sometimes you take your day for granted and you don't process it and think about it from a marketing perspective. So, okay, so here's the next objection that you, you, I know you've heard this. Lindsay, nobody cares. Nobody cares what happened on my webinar. Nobody cares I'm getting ready to get on a plane. Nobody cares. Like, why would I put that out there? But people do care. That's the thing, right? Like when I'm going through posts and stuff like that, and I see a video from someone or a post, honestly, it's like, if, uh, and I'll tell you what I hate and what I love. So I hate when I see like an entrepreneur and like all their pictures are them being like perfectly in this gorgeous dress pose and oh, my life is perfect and so grateful and all that crap. And I'm just like, meh. Whereas like someone that is like genuine and like, hey, this flopped and it didn't work and they're vulnerable. 
like I don't see them less as an expert. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they're sharing a win. I'm like, that's awesome. Like you sort of feel just genuinely as a human being, like more connected to that person. And you, you, yes, people do comment more on those personal posts, but by them commenting and engaging, you're establishing that relationship, but you're also helping the algorithm so that they will see all your other stuff. Because if your stuff is all industry and it's boring and it's like crap pre-crafted, I guess, then there's, you're just going to fall behind on the algorithm and they're not going to notice that as much, yep. if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And, and I think, I think to summarize what you just said when, about the question is nobody cares. First of all, stop worrying about people caring. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Second of all, you'll be surprised. Uh, people do, do resonate. They can, they can relate to the things that happen in your life. And you're right. Like if you have 4,000 friends, let's just say on Facebook, maybe 200 of them will relate. That's okay. Even if there's just one, yeah. that one person now becomes a quote unquote raving fan of yours. Now you just the you just played the algorithm game. Yes. Now more of your stuff's going to show up. Exactly what Lindsay said. That's the point. Because here's, I'll give you a stat. There's 5 billion people in the world that own a mobile device. And on average, there's at least two social apps on those phones on average. So for anybody who thinks that, oh yeah, social media is not relevant or social media you know, mm-hmm. it's because, because here's the thing. And I don't think, I don't know if you've said this directly, Lindsay, but it's social media, not business media. Therefore, what Lindsay is saying is the truth. Like you just need to be putting out content that is going to be relatable. that will catch more eyeballs that will catch more engagement that will catch more responses, more likes, more shares, more yeah. everything. Right. And then all of a sudden, when you do put out that quote unquote boring content, guess what happens, right? Absolutely. Cause they give a crap about you. <laughs> um, and the other thing I tell my clients too, because this, again, this isn't something that you can farm out is that have a goal of like, I need to find 10 new people to follow, to DM, to comment so that they in turn will follow my stuff. So finding your eye, like prospecting your ideal clients and like, you know, connect, connecting with them on LinkedIn and so forth because it's not going to happen on its own. And so if you have a goal in your mind, okay, I need to find 10 people in a week. I need to have three conversations. I need to DM two people. Then you're like, okay, I know what I need to do. It's not like this random, oh, you know, I'm just going to go in there and play around. You have focused goals. And by doing that on an ongoing basis, you will start to see things happen. And I'm sure you get this all the time too, Jeff. It's like, you know, you're on podcasts. People are on your podcast show. You you do live Facebooks. You're on social. And even if you're not getting like a bazillion interactions, people are like, ooh, he's doing all the things. Like he's he's everywhere. He's, you know, he's moving, he's shaking, he's hustling. He's He must be successful. All those things go through people's heads. And then one of the things that, you alluded to earlier is that people are like afraid to put themselves out, out there. Right. Totally get it. I was petrified, but I always thought if I at least help one person, or even if one person listens and they're like, Ooh, that was helpful. Then I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm not like out there to like, Oh, I need a thousand views or I don't know. I'm just not that type. 
because I remember what it was like when I started out and I was like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I was looking to other entrepreneurs to like figure X, Y, Z, or these little tricks and tips and, and just motivation or inspiration. You got to know what helps. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and uh, another, another favorite line of mine is it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It's what you do with the followers that you do have. Yeah. Um, that that's, what's important. But let me, let me ask you something about what you just said. So you talked about the, the, the 10 touch, right? And so uh, some of our listeners have probably heard that and, and may not know what it means. Some might know what it means, but I want you to explain to them what that intentional piece means. So you say, so let's use a real estate agent as an example. What's my ideal client. So it got, it gets me thinking like, a, a home buyer, a seller, like, like what, what kind of intentional things am I searching for? And let's use, let's use Instagram as an example, because sure. it's a very heavy hashtag driven platform, mm. which means it's, that's a library. It means you're, you have something to search for, right? What's some advice you would give a realtor? And when, if they're struggling to even understand what that means on finding their ideal audience. So give them that first. Mm -hmm. And then explain the 10 touch system and kind of how that works. You bet. So, um, yeah, thinking about your avatar is huge. And you literally have to go through the exercise of taking a piece of pen and paper and like, like, just think about your 10 best clients that you had in the past two years. Like they were stress-free. They weren't painful and annoying. You made good money on them. Not just every client that you've had, because some are better than others, right? Mm -hmm. And then write down like everything, like, are, do they have kids? Are they 50? Are they single? Um, what kind of homes do they have? Are they like, you know, all in apartments or are they all in houses? Are they, where do they hang out? Do they listen to podcasts? Do they go to the movies? Like what are their passions? Like really get granular and figure all that stuff out. And you can do surveys and stuff or, you know, search them on social and find out the heart back end way. But then also you can think about a couple of ways you can go about it. So if you think of one of your ideal clients, you can kind of see um, who are they friends with? Who's following them? Because likely they are also an ideal client because they're associated with that person. Mm -hmm. So then you can like connect friends, like follow whatever it is them um, the other thing is you can search by hashtags. So if you, I don't know, hashtag house sales in Orlando or whatever that may be, because, and if you are geographically specific, make sure that those localities are located or like are in the hashtag and then, okay. So who's posting using the word Orlando and houses and, you know, check them out again, follow like those kinds of things. And then you can even check out the people that are following you. And if they're living in your area and then see who's following them, it feels kind of like creepy, but <laughs> you know, like you're stalking these it's people a, sort effective. of kind of, but effective. it, it works. I mean, Facebook does it algorithm wise with their retargeting, so you can do it manually and then just DM them. I'm like, Hey, I noticed that you live in Orlando would love to connect or, you know, Hey, I noticed that blah, blah, blah. I just did an article on that. Um, maybe it's helpful and send them the link. So don't be all salesy right up front or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, I noticed you're a friend of my clients thought it would be great to connect. Just keep it super low key. And then they'll end up liking your stuff. And then 
it'll just kind of grow, you know, organically. And then if, cause if you see too, like they've got questions on their posts or they're sharing and I don't know, they have something on their house and you're like, Ooh, that's gorgeous. That's the perfect example of curb appeal. You know, just commenting on their stuff. You know what I mean? Or if you notice they have a question, DM them, Hey, I know you have this question. I've got a resource or I know somebody that can help you and be a great connector. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think that uh, like I, I advise people all the time is that like, first of all, as a real estate agent, one of the questions in like a buyer's agreement or seller's agreement or just whatever, whenever you're just getting to know a customer or just sitting down, one of the first things you should be doing in that sit down meeting or that Zoom meeting or whatever is getting their social media handles or understanding or getting to know, hey, where do you spend your time? Are you mm-hmm. a YouTuber? Or are you an Instagrammer? Are you a LinkedIner? Are you a Facebooker? Are you several of them? And then go friend them and then go stalk them and then go show them love. Because the reality is, like, you know how it is, like, like networking 101. What do they always tell you? Like, ask questions. Let, oh, yeah, it's all let about the them. person talk. Exactly. Because people feel good about talking about themselves. So if somebody shared something about their child or their grandchild or something that they did, and then you show them real love, uh, right? A good comment, not some BS comment, not just emojis, but something yeah. thoughtful. They remember that. And it's, it's, I tell, so I'm in the mortgage business and I tell my loan officers, what's your target? Real estate agents. So you have, there's your target. Go find the 10 that you want to get to know, give them consistent love on every single one of their posts. There is no better way to be remembered than being the one who's engaging their content because it makes them feel good. You can't get better than that. Like you can't get better. Agreed. Cold calls are annoying. Let me take you out for a cup of coffee. That's annoying. Hey, I, I have low rates. I'm accessible. That's annoying. But if you give them intention, right? And so, uh, for, so again, for me, it comes from a different mindset. When you're talking to your real estate investors, for example, let's just say I am a real estate investor. You know, what is something? T- what is something typical that you would advise if they say, you know, what is my avatar? Is it is it uh, you know on social media? Like, what is that avatar? Because a real estate investor is typically looking for maybe wholesalers. They're looking for, they're looking for home distressed homes. Yeah. How do you quantify that in on the social media side? But it, it, and it's like, how do I put this? So, cause there's so many real estate investing scenarios. So it's hard to pick one, but like as a wholesaler, let's say people that are actually, I know, I can't remember who it is, but he focuses on people that get divorced, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. And then, cause they want a quick sale. Right. Yeah. And then, so all the language good for, good on real his website, too, is, what's that? Good for a real estate agent too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And so all the language on the website has to do with that focus and not just, I'm a wholesaler and that's it. So really playing, paying into the pain of like, Divorce is hard. It's tough. It's so emotional. The last thing you feel like doing is freaking repairs on your house. Um, you just want to like get this thing over with. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you can like follow like divorce lawyers or like, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. kind of like get to know them or like there's like women's groups or divorce support groups, or I, I can't think of any others off the hand, but like other people that also work with and help divorced people, you can kind of partner with them and get in their circles and, um, and, and work together or just, again, grow those relationships for collaboration, partnerships, you name it. I love it. 
I love it. All right. So let's, let's shift uh, just for a second because you know, we're, we're, we're getting long on time and I want to, <laughs> I want to hit on the topic where you said, where you're talking about content marketing and saying it's not just about social. Um, and so I know this is going to resonate with some and people are going to say, Oh God, thank you. Please don't make it about social. What else can I do? What else is a, is a, is a you know, a good strategy yeah. for content marketing that isn't social media? I mean, it all touches social media, obviously, to get that organic traffic back to your website and get them to, you know, opt in to, to whatever, join a webinar, buy your thing. But I mean, there's like, the point is that you want to share your expertise, whether that's through a podcast, a video, a blog, social webinars, lead magnets, ebooks, books. It's just you're sharing your expertise to grow your authority, gain that level of trust, nurture people, and, and then convert. And so like email marketing is a huge one because once you get people on your e-list, you can't for a second think that they're going to like say yes to you right off the bat. You have to nurture them and build that relationship. And even through like videos, like if you do blogs, to show your expertise and your knowledge, then you can easily do a two minute video about that same topic or a subtopic of it. And then people can see your face on video and gain that trust more and have that video on YouTube. You can share it on social media, super easy, but yeah, you just have to think of it are what ways can I share my knowledge to help others attract, build relationships and convert. I love it. And so what's the best, what, what's, what's the best place to do that? Is it email? Is it, uh, is it text? Is it, uh, you know, is, is it automated? Is it, it where yeah. is it? It, I, and I hate saying it, it does depend on your avatar because if your avatar is 60 and they don't know what Instagram is or care, or they're not, they don't listen to podcasts, then you're wasting your time. If your audience is all on LinkedIn, then you know you need to lean into that. And if they're, you know, loving videos, then obviously do more, just do videos and don't do blogs. You know, you don't have to do it all. And you also have to lean into your own strengths, right? Some people are not comfortable with video. Some people like to write. Some people prefer podcasts because it's just audio. And even like your time restraints, like podcasting, takes more work and more money. Um, so it kind of, you know, depends on those things, but as long as you do one thing and one thing well, and you're consistent with it, that is the key. And Lal, I'm going to ask you, what do you, what do you, what would you say it works best of all of them, including social? What do you think is best? To me, it's like, I think podcasting allows you to get more bang for your buck because it, 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 grows your visibility exponentially. You automatically get that authority status, whether you're a host or a guest, you obviously all share it on social and hopefully your email list and other ways. Social is, you can't ignore it. You can't not have it. It's just not necessarily the foundation from which it comes from. Um, that would be blogs, videos, or podcasts where you kind of like gold mine it and then make confetti and send it all out to social, if that makes sense. Good. So you brought, you just brought up a good point. Two things. One is multi-purposing content. 
mm-hmm. um, which makes life easier. Oh, hell right? yes. So, so explain that. And then I want to wrap up going into the podcasting topic. So first talk about the multi-purposing, which I think is important because folks, this makes you more efficient. I know. And I'm all about logistics and being efficient, mm-hmm. whether it's with the tools you use or the systems that you have. It's funny because people think, oh, I can't do a video on that because I just wrote a blog on it last week and people will know. They're not going to know. Right. Um, and some people read and some people don't. So, yep. Yep. And some um, people are on Facebook and some are on Instagram and some exactly. spend all their time on it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like you can share this stuff across all the platforms oh, and be absolutely. touching a lot of different people. For sure. And yeah, like you have a blog topic, you could easily have probably three videos within that that you could spin off real fast. You can record it and have a podcast episode from it. My favorite thing though, which I really should start doing myself, I have clients that do it, is like going live on Facebook, doing a podcast. So like you've got the live, you've got the algorithm rhythms with Facebook. And if you use repurpose.io, It'll strip the audio for a podcast. It'll push it to YouTube. So you take advantage of that audience and algorithms there. And then um, it also creates the rectangular video to go up in IGTV, the square one with captions. So then you've got all these little video snippets that you can start cutting up and using. And then you can get transcripts and grab quotes and, you know, engagement questions and tips that are from that one piece of content. And you can like divide it up. What was that? Uh, what was that site again? The app repurpose.io. Ooh. I know it's my fave. So uh, explain that one more time. So you take a longer I know, I went a little fast. Piece, you take a longer <laughs> form piece of content. Yep. And like upload that. Let's just say it's a video. Let's say I have a, a, a seven minute video, a YouTube video, right? Longer form. And I upload it into repurpose.io. What happens? Repurpose. I'm not sure if you can do that or not. Okay. Repurpose typically is that you take a live Facebook video and then it automatically pushes it to YouTube. It strips the audio for a podcast episode and it also creates those other social media. um, What do you mean strips the audio? It'll export an MP3 file to Dropbox. So it's just the audio version of that video. Gotcha, gotcha. It pulls the audio out. Exactly. The video essentially. Gotcha. Exactly. And then, yeah, and pushing it to YouTube right off the cuff without you having to download and upload and all that hoo-ha. It just like makes life so much easier. Interesting. Now, when when you when you put it into YouTube, do you also does it do does it caption it, keyword it, does it thumbnail it? Does it do any of that? No. So um, I use TubeBuddy. Mm-hmm. to optimize so then you you know you fix the title the description the keywords cuz youtube has its own seo yep. if you will yep. and then you put in a ton of description you know what's in the video you cre- create your thumbnail with tubebuddy or you can create it yourself in canva and such and then put it in a playlist yeah you can add the captions natively in youtube um, we also connect Otter to uh, repurpose that pulls in the captions. Also, there's so many tools out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's. So as I promised, um, I want to finish on the topic of podcast because this is where we're we're covering a broad range here. But I think it all we are it all, feed, it all funnels <laughs> back, right? I, I think a lot of people might struggle with just the concept of okay, why would I podcast? Um, and it's so diluted. Like, why am I? Why am I going to stand out? Or what's the purpose? Like, there's no way I can compete 
with the mm-hmm. big names in the market. I'm not going to have 10 million downloads. I might not even have 50. So then what benefit is podcasting to me as a real estate agent? And, and I love this strategy. So if you're a real estate agent, obviously within a specific geographical area, and I have a friend that was um, a website developer and she did this as well, is that she became an authority and like a celebrity within her geographical area. So she invited um, uh, other business owners on her podcast that she knew was an ideal client. And then it was like a foot in the door to have a conversation with them. And so interviewed them and obviously it went live and, you know, it was probably published in the newspaper and so forth. Um, And they obviously shared it like, oh my God, I was on a podcast. And then, so it was, she like converted a really good chunk of those people for her business. And so it was a way to establish those relationships with pillar people and businesses within her geographical area. So the podcast was really used as a sales tool versus like um, a visibility tool. And then really like people in the community were like, Ooh, like she has a podcast show. Like that's impressive. Mm -hmm. And it just shows too, that that person, the host is also more integrated and more involved in the community and cares more about the community as a whole, the organizations, the associations, the nonprofits, the businesses and such. And when you're that integrated, you just make a bigger impact and you, you just like raise your level so much higher. Totally agree. So really, this this folks, you you've heard us talk about this. Maybe you've heard of somebody else talk about it. It's like the digital mayor strategy. And at the end of the day, I love how Lindsay's calling it a podcast. And you know, we just would call it an interview, right? And I think a yeah. lot of people do, but at the same token, you're almost taking a cliche, um, you know, a buzzword, which is a podcast, which just kind of elevates the status of oh, interview, yeah. right? And 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 basically you're just coming from contribution. You're giving value to other businesses. Naturally, they're going to want to share it because they feel special and totally it's broadcasting and promoting their business. So yeah, this, this is a strategy that, gosh, we've been, we've been preaching on this for years and still to this day, there's only a fraction of people doing it. People do hardly any, it it blows my mind. I'm like, Oh, it's like such a huge opportunity. Like can you imagine telling someone, Oh yeah, I'm on Spotify and our heart radio. And like, yeah, Yeah. just a status thing. And it does. And that kind of thing does matter. This, this folks is no different than 10 or 15 years ago when you saw that same real estate agent on the billboard, when you saw that real estate agent on the grocery cart, when you saw the agent signs in yards of a neighborhood, multiple homes, you just naturally think they must be the best. They must Mm -hmm. be the expert. Social media and this type of a marketing strategy, podcasting, you know, being an authority is just today's yeah. Billboard, right. Absolutely. That's so right. Is. I love how you phrase that. Yeah. So I, I love it. This, yeah, this has been, this has been awesome content. And I think, I think for some of our listeners, this is, this is validating. Like how many of you are listening to this today and you've made it here and you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it. Well, I'm going to challenge you and say, but have you done anything with it? I know. Are you take still action, sitting? <laughs> exactly. Take action. Right. And this is why this is, this is a conversation that can never get old because one, it's going to constantly evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the TikToks and the clubhouses, you know, being an early adopter on those platforms is important. That's a, that, because guess what? 
one or both of those platforms may be a powerhouse in five years. And the larger presence you have now, the more familiarity you have with it, the better chance you're going to have to succeed on it. Because how many of us said, damn, I should have taken Facebook a lot more serious when it came out, but I didn't. Or yeah. I, sh- I wish I had gotten into Instagram five years ago because it was I know to there are a lot of fly by nights, but I mean, you just got to test it That's out. It. Right. I mean, it. what's it going to hurt? <laughs> it, it's, it's a little bit of time, but it's again, it's no different. How many of you have bought leads that didn't turn into anything? How many of you invested in a piece of technology that didn't turn into anything totally. or door knocked and didn't get one lead? You still tried. You still tried. And this is the exact same thing. Yeah. So Lindsay, I, I appreciate you get me fired up when we talk about these things. Oh, that's good. I love that. <laughs> uh, it has been, it has been awesome. So, so why don't you tell our audience? So if somebody wants to connect with you, because you do this, you coach people, mm-hmm. you help them. And I know, you know, I mentioned in the beginning, smooth business growth, uh, which is a website, smooth business, You also have REI marketing experts.com. Where can someone connect with you? If they want to connect, where's the best place to get all of you? Yeah, I would definitely go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com and then go to the resources page because there's like how to launch a podcast, how to promote a podcast, you know, your roadmap to content marketing. Um, I've obviously got a Facebook group for um, reimarketinggroup.com. Um, so whatever stage of business that you're in, um, I definitely have a resource that can help. That's awesome. So if somebody just wants to go stalk, would the Facebook group be the best place to be? Yeah. Awesome. Say it again. Uh, reimarketinggroup.com. reimarketinggroup.com. Go check it out on Facebook. Uh, go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com. And uh, did you say the easiest way to connect is through the resources on that uh, on that website? Yeah, and then obviously my social uh, have links. And yeah, DM me if you have questions. Um, I'm always available to help. Awesome. Direct message for those of you living under yeah, rocks. Yeah, sorry. That me and my for. acronyms. I, it's okay. A lot of people will ask me that sometimes. I'm like, are you serious? You really don't know what DM means? Um, or or my buddies, when I when I use short short text talk, they'll be like, I'm not a 13-year-old girl. I'm like, dude, come on, man. This is, <laughs> this is not, this is just the way I live. Wait till your daughters are 13 years old. You'll start oh. talking that way. Yeah. Anyways, it's good stuff. Well, Lindsay, I, I really appreciate you being on. This has been fantastic. Guys, go check this out smooth smoothbusinessgrowth.com or go find her on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever the hell you spend time. <laughs> uh, you're an awesome resource. And I think anybody thank needing you. this help, you should definitely seek, seek Lindsay out. So thank you for being on. It's been great. To yeah, work. it was a great combo. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcast.